0: Hey, what's going on? Joe McCall, REI In Your Car Podcast. This episode, I'm going to be talking about how you can buy your own personal residence as a lease option. It's a great strategy. And I've used it a couple times. I want to tell you all about it. Cool. All right. So I'm actually in my car right now driving to pick up Sean McCloskey. Some of you know Sean McCloskey. He owns a business called Leadership Boardroom. It's a mastermind. I'm a part of it. It's awesome. It's really, really good. He lives just five minutes from me and his car is at the shop or he's something like that. I I told him I'd come pick him up and take him to the shop. So anyway, I thought I'd do a little episode here. Um, about something real simple. Uh, You know, I've used lease options for years and years for my investment properties. And I've used them also a couple times for my own personal residence. And let me tell you kind of how it started. I was doing some marketing. A seller called me and said, hey, I want to sell my house. They had two mortgage payments. Most of the lease options we do, it's because uh, the seller doesn't want to be a long-distance landlord. They don't want to be a landlord, period. And maybe they have two mortgage payments or something's going on where they want to sell it but can't maybe they can't sell it for as cheap as they want to or whatever and they don't want to rent it out so anyway this guy called me and said i want to sell this house and i looked at it and i said well you know you owe too much on it and um i said why don't you just you know sell it list on the mls and sell it he didn't want to pay the commissions and he would have had to come to closing with money but even then i think that would have been fine because he made enough money he was a pilot he made good money and he's, I said, well, what have you thought about maybe doing a lease purchase? I could, you know, lease it from you and buy it. And he says, well, yeah, that might work. And I said, you know what? I, th- I, th- I said, I think I might even have a buyer for it already. He said, really? I said, yeah, who? And he said, and then I said, uh, me, I think so. And right. And so I was a great area. It's a suburban area and, um, it's a great little community and it's, Big house, four four or five bedrooms, finished walkout basement, about 4,500 square feet, on a cul-de-sac, in a great community. And so I looked at it. My wife liked it. And uh, this was at a time, too, by the way, because we could not get a mortgage. We had a short sale on our credit from about three or four years previously. And it was just really hard to, being self-employed, I made good money, but it was hard being self-employed with a ding on your credit from a few years ago to it was really hard to get a mortgage. So I think this might have been right into the jumbo category of loans. I'm not sure about that. But anyway, it wasn't going to be in the cards for us to get a traditional mortgage. So the guy said, yeah, sure. He'd be willing to do a lease purchase on it. So I think we put down one month's rent for an option deposit. That was it. And then we, uh, we leased the property for, I think three years and uh, it turned out we didn't want to buy it, okay? So we walked away. Not a big deal. And in fact, it was at a time when prices were pretty flat. Maybe they were falling. So if we would have bought it, we might have had to pay more for it than it was worth. I don't remember at the time, but it was just a really good deal. It was a great neighborhood. My, uh, some of my older kids still miss some of the younger friends that they made there. But anyway, it was a great experience, but we just decided we don't want to buy it. We wanted something that was more private. We wanted something that uh, backed to trees that was on bigger uh, acreage, more property, and something that was just more private, and a little closer on the other side of the river, a little closer to the city where we wanted to be closer to our church and stuff like that. So anyway, fast forward a couple years, and we were at a place where we could get a mortgage, but we wanted to get a jumbo loan. We wanted to buy a nicer, more expensive property, and... Just, again, I mean, you could have enough cash in the bank to buy the house with cash, but banks just make it so difficult to borrow money. So I had a hard time. I just needed like six or 12 months to fix a few things, to save up a bigger down payment, uh, to get this house we wanted to buy. But it uh, turns out we couldn't. So anyway, I found a property for sale by owner that was a really nice home, great property, right where we wanted it on three acres, and the seller had um, listed it for sale by owner and f- for a long time couldn't sell it. And it needed some work. Anyway, we contacted him, just sent a simple text message. I said, hey, we're interested in your house, but you wouldn't be interested in maybe leasing it for a year or so first and then selling it, would you? And guess what he said? Yeah, go look at it. So anyway, it's a long story, um, but I just wanted to let you know But there are some real simple, easy ways to find these deals. And I'm gonna show you in a minute here how to find these types of properties that you can lease option for yourself. All right, so I wanted to talk a little bit more about how to find these deals to lease option for your own personal residence. And sometimes, you know, it just happens through the regular course of your marketing. As you're doing marketing, as you're sending out postcards or whatever, you might find a house that you actually want for yourself and you, make a lease option offer on it you can move in all right it's a great way by the way there's a lot of you guys listening to this that make good money doing deals but the part of the problem is with being an entrepreneur is you're always trying to make the least well let me report it let me say it this way you're always trying to report the least amount of income as possible why so you pay less in taxes right so if you show less income you have to pay less in taxes which is great (laughs) you know it's not about what you make it's It's about what you keep. And, well, when you are making good money, but you're writing off a lot of expenses as much as you can, you may not show enough money to the bank to get a good loan. And if you're making really good money, you want to buy a nice home, you want to get a jumbo loan, a million-dollar house or something like that, uh, well, it's going to be hard getting a traditional mortgage doing that. And ask me how I know. So it's sometimes really hard to get a mortgage... Like I said before, even if you had cash in the bank to buy, they're hard to get these mortgages. Well, what if I told you that a lot of these homeowners of these really nice high-end homes are more flexible, more willing to do creative financing than your traditional homeowner of a smaller home? And this is so true, I've seen this over and over and over again. You're more likely, if you're targeting nicer homes, you're more likely to find a seller willing to do a creative lease option or subject to or owner financing if they if it's a nicer house. Because you know, they might already have another house they're living in. They, you know, they might already own this house free and clear. They would rather earn six, seven, eight percent on their money in that house secured by real estate than they would having that money sit in a bank account or in a CD or whatever, right? So sellers tend to be more open and flexible for doing these kinds of deals. And the pool of buyers are so much smaller in uh, in in this higher end price range. So if the pool of buyers are smaller and these homeowners are maybe not as motivated to need the cash now, They're more likely to do creative, be willing to do creative lease options and subject tos and owner financing, things like that. Which is great for us, right? Because we can help these sellers now move their properties and get somebody in them who wants to buy them and is gonna take better care of the properties than a typical landlord uh, might. Does that make sense what I'm saying there? All right, so how do you find these deals? Well, a couple ways I've done it was with direct mail and with going to Zillow and um, contacting rentals and for sale by owners. Hold on one second. Okay, I realized I didn't have my microphone plugged into my phone. So now I, have, now I have my microphone attached to my phone. So hopefully you can hear me better. I'm now back at home and I'm gonna be walking around my yard for just a minute as I finish up this episode here. Okay, so um, one of the ways that we found him was with direct mail. And um, what we did is just through the course of our regular direct mail looking for deals, I found a seller that had a house they wanted to sell. That wasn't actually what I mailed them on. It was another one. But anyway, the other thing that we did that works really well, and I've done this with other people, for other people, is you find a list of where you want to live, right? And for us, we knew we wanted to live in this certain one of two zip codes. We wanted at least three acres. So what we did is we pulled a list I think we used PropStream, I don't remember. But we pulled a list of all of the people that have owned properties over 10 years in these two zip codes that had at least three acres. Um, And we sent them a yellow letter, a handwritten yellow letter. And I actually wrote the letter for my wife and my wife uh, in her uh, hand said, "Uh, hi, my husband and I are looking for a property that we can buy in this area. Uh, well, we were wondering if you could, if you'd be willing to um, rent your property first for one or two years before we buy it. And if you're interested, call me. Thanks. And then she signed her name. And this was handwritten. We did like 700 of these at the time. And uh, I was blown away by the response that we got. I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was around a 1% response rate. So we got seven or 10 calls, which is really good. And that's in the zip codes we were looking at on three plus acres, very happy with that number. The, the problem was all of these homes, they were on three acres, but the area that we're looking in is kind of hilly and there's a lot of bluffs and, and kind of bigger hills. And so a lot of these properties, their backyards were on a hill. They went straight back down, you know, or up. And so and they were surrounded by trees. So there wasn't really much of a backyard. And if you've seen any of my videos, You have seen our backyard, it's huge and it's very rare where we want to live to find a property with kind of flat backyard as big as we have it. So anyway, we didn't want any of those particular homes that responded. That's why we found this house on Zillow. So the other thing that we did is we go to Zillow and we went and looked for homes in the price range we wanted, in the area we wanted. And we just started sending text messages and phone calls to for sale by owners and rental properties asking them if they were willing to lease their property for a year or two and then sell it so that's it and then once you get a seller that says yeah sure maybe you know you go look at the house uh never once on any of my investment properties that I did lease options on or my own personal residences that I did lease options on never once did the seller ever check my credit and which is amazing right the other thing I will say too, though, it's different. When when I'm looking for an investment property, I'll very rarely put any money down, right? But when it's for your own personal property, right, you're obviously, you and your spouse, you're going to be a lot more picky about what you want. You have a lot less to choose from. And so one of our lease option homes, we didn't put any money down except maybe one month's rent. The other one, we did put a significant down payment down because we knew we wanted to buy this house. It was exactly what we wanted, what we were looking for. And so if you find a house that you really do want to buy and you really, really love, just be prepared. You've got to have the money to put a sizable down payment down, okay? And so you're more likely to get a seller to say yes to you to do creative financing, lease option, or whatever if you can put down 10 20%. So just be prepared for that. And if you're looking for homes in that higher-end price range, you just need to be prepared for that, okay? The rest of the paperwork, you know, when we did the contract... Both deals, the homeowners were a little more educated, right? They're, uh, they weren't like super drop dead motivated, but like a little more educated. So we used standard realtors' contracts just to give them a more comfort, a better comfort level. We used standard realtor contracts. I used a regular realtor's lease and a regular purchase and sale agreement from a realtor. And we just put the closing date two or three years in the future. So that's all we did. When, with the broker language and stuff like that for the, you know, who the agent is and all that, we just crossed it out with a Sharpie and wrote in non-brokered transaction, non-brokered transaction. And then we used a title company to help close the deal. And, um, well, they didn't, okay, let me rewind. There's nothing to close, right? We're just leasing the property with the option to buy it. But for me, I wanted to make sure we were protected so I paid a title company to do a quick title search on the properties to make sure they weren't over encumbered, okay? One of the properties was free and clear, the other one had a normal mortgage on it. But I wanted to make sure they weren't like over encumbered with you know, $5 million of liens and judgments or whatnot, right? So both houses were fine. And then we also filed and recorded our lease option contracts in the county records to cloud the title. So we filed a memorandum of option in the county record. So the title company helped with that. And so what that does is it just it will prevent the seller from selling the property or even refinancing it because you'll have a cloud on the title. Okay, makes sense. And uh, I think we might have done on one on our first deal, I think we might have done a power of attorney like a limited power of attorney We did not do that on the second one. But you know, if you have my course, simple lease options, I teach you how to do lease options in there for investment purposes but you can also use that same the same contracts for your own personal residences and guys i'm just telling you if you'll be blown away if you can do if you're already doing 100 grand a year which isn't that hard for in real estate right you can afford a very very nice home but chances are if you're self-employed you're not showing enough reportable income yet and you know how to find sellers you know how to find deals Um, start going out and looking for nicer homes and Start asking these homeowners of these nicer, bigger homes, if they would be willing to owner finance or lease purchase for a little while. And you'll be blown away how many sellers will say yes. A higher percentage of sellers will say yes on those higher end homes than they will on the normal lower end homes. Does that make sense what I'm saying there? And um, yeah, it's cool. I, had, I just, it's, it's crazy when you, when I, as I've been talking more and more about this in my investor circle friends, circle of friends people who make a lot of money, high net worth or whatever. You'll be shocked how many of them actually don't own a house, don't want to own a house, or for whatever reason, because they take a lot of business risks, they have things in the past that prevent them from getting an actual traditional mortgage. How many of them that I'm talking about here are actually doing creative things like owner financing or subject tos or lease options? So yeah, I mean, even there's there's crazy guys like Grant Cardone who talk about Rent where you live and own where you rent. So sometimes, depending on how, you gotta talk to a tax accountant and all that, but sometimes it's not a good idea to own the house you're living in. You should be renting it. And especially if you can use part of the property for your business, you can write a lot of it off. And I don't understand all of that stuff, but yeah, cool. I hope that's helpful for some of you guys. I hope some of you that are looking to get into a nicer, bigger home, and you're feeling like, yeah, you know, I can't get a mortgage that I need right now, there is a lot of opportunity out there on the higher-end homes, and you can find some great deals buying them creatively for your own personal residence. I have so many stories of students doing this. And so, hope that helps. If you'd like more information on how to do lease options, I have a webinar where you can go check it out at sloclass.com, sloclass.com, S for simple, simple lease options, Class.com, SLOclass.com. And in that, if you go to that and register for the webinar and watch it, I have a book that I'm gonna give to you for free at the end of the webinar. It's called, I'm looking at it right here. It's a really good book called Simple Lease Options, the easiest and fastest way to do more deals in any market. And you're gonna get that book for free just by going to the webinar. So go check it out, SLOclass.com and we'll see you guys later. Take care, bye-bye.